Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hell yeah. I am the Endless... Did I say the Endless Honeymoon Podcast or did you say the Endless Podcast? You said the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. That's the name of our podcast. Oh, right. I just thought... Anyway, how are you? <sighs> huh? I. It's hard, too hard for me. What is? When I'm on camera, it's hard for me to be positive. Really? Yeah. It is true that you walk around and everything is, seems fine. Everything is, seems fine. And then we come down here and I'm like, what's up, Tosh? And you go, ah, the world. What is it, you think? I don't know. I think that I'm just trying to like keep everything feeling normal for my child and my family. But for the fans, you want to bring it down <laughs> a pretty hard degree to a gray fog of misery. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, we're all, well, what do you want? <laughs> Nothing. I want you to just be you. Uh, I want to call our guest. That's one thing that's been fun is calling friends. Yes. Staying in touch with friends. I think and that's really important. Just call them. Everyone's like crazy. Everyone feels weird. Like call an old friend. Don't even text him and say, is it okay if I call? Oh, really? I don't know. Bold, Just bold call advice. people. Call people. Everyone's home. Wait, what is more... Actually, you know, I think it's more offensive... They can always not pick up. I think it's more offensive to call someone that, at this point than it is to FaceTime them. I think FaceTiming, there's a context of we're in COVID, I FaceTime now. Calling is like, why are you... What are you doing? What are you doing here? I think it's okay. Okay, call your friends. Well, shall we call a friend? Yeah, let's call a friend. We have a friend who we are very excited to bring on our podcast, and perhaps our, the, the delightfulness of our friend will pop you out of your, your uh, sigh, and we will have some fun. He is a fun guy. He's been on all kinds of stuff. One of the great, one of the greats, right? Burning love. Uh, 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 medical police. Transparent. Uh, that movie where he was in Hawaii with George Clooney. Uh, Children's Hospital. The uh, the movie he had a uh, a Hawaiian shirt on and Clooney was there, <laughs> and he was in that movie. Uh, one of the greatest improvisers in America. He one might of the be greatest. one of my favorite comedic actors. He's just the coolest. Let's call Rob Hubel. Hello, Robert Hubel. Hi, Rob. Yes, is this a robocall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't speak Mandarin very well, but usually the Chinese starts right. No, I got some good news, dude. What is it? Well, it's actually, we we are randomly selecting social security numbers, and we're going to send you $5,000 <laughs> in Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. This is the best news. I feel like Moshe... Moshe bought $5,000 in Bitcoin. <laughs> I did actually buy literally exactly $5,000. And lost $5,000 in Bitcoin. Did you invest in Bitcoin? Wait, I don't... Um, no, but I'm about to. Um, <laughs> how does it, I don't understand how... How does it work? Like, explain it to me. How did you invest in it? Well, it's like 
anything else, you know, you buy, it's like a, you buy futures in a currency, you know, like you could invest in the pound, right? Like if you, if, yeah. you, if you bought $5,000 worth of British pounds, hoping that their economy would go up and it did, then you would have $10,000 or whatever. So that's basically what happened. But, ha- but, but how did you lose money? Well, there was a time about a year and a half, two years ago, where every white hipster in the Los Angeles area started freaking out about how accelerant the uh, the Bitcoin currency was, and so everybody started investing in it. Do you remember this? Yeah, don't talk down to me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the idiot because everybody it, it went up like it went up like nine thousand percent, and then it crashed like hard. And I've just been waiting for it to get back up to five thousand dollars for like two years so that I can just get my money back. Um, I have a question. Is the whole podcast gonna be about Bitcoin? Well no, no, that's crazy. Uh we talk about other cryptocurrencies. Uh there's a lot of really good ones. Elysium. <laughs> we- uh- because the po- the name of the podcast, I heard you guys might change the name to Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. <laughs> and it's endless Bitcoin. That's what it is. <laughs> Rob, how's your COVID? How high does one have to get every day to feel not like they're losing their mind? Um, I should not say this probably, but I did an experiment today, speaking of getting high. And... Um, it kind of backfired on me. Like, um, it was my, uh, we, we, um, my wife and I kind of like switch off, like watching our daughter. And I thought that I was in the clear for like several hours. So I ate like a, a gummy, you know, and thought like, Oh, this will be great. I'll go for a bike ride. And I was having a great time, but you know, you just can't control that stuff. And it, kicked in like later and then it was like my turn again and i was like oh no so i was like way way not you know and i didn't have to do we didn't have to go anywhere or do anything it was just like hanging out with my with my with my three-year-old though oh i saw you you. i I saw you today you were on the tandem bicycle with no helmets right (laughs) (laughs) yeah we were we were on the tandem bicycle we were being chased by a bunch of dogs yeah i remember that 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 was cool so yeah, it, well, it didn't I help pants for her. Well, I made pants for her out of bologna. I made bologna pants. <laughs> and, and then we went for a tandem bike ride and all these dogs started chasing us. You went looking for a coyote um, den in, the, in the local coyote den. Coyotes love bologna. No, I just kept, I, I kept making mistakes though, that only I would notice. You know what I mean? Like she had no idea, you know, she's just thinking that like, Oh, this is fun. But like I, we were, I took her out in her stroller and the sun was going down and it was kind of beautiful. And then we passed like these bushes and I was like, oh, there's a beautiful flower. Let's stop and smell this flower. And so I kind of pushed her like stroller into this flower. And then I got very close to it and I realized it was just an old napkin. (laughs) And, (laughs) And she was like. You know, well, I don't, this is not a flower. And I was like, oh, okay, let's keep going. Come on. She's slowing us down. Oh, that's really amazing. Was she like, Daddy, did you take a gummy? (laughs) Sorry, I lost you on that one. She she looked up at you. She's like, Dad, did you take a gummy? That's not a flower. 
Yeah. Poor Moshe, all he gets is Nicorette. So our I daughter's know. always like, Daddy, you like gum, right? You she, want some gum? She'll come into my office. <laughs> uh, I'm on uh, in a writer's room, like on Zoom now, and she'll come into my office naked with a uh, uh, like a, a sheet of Nicorette and be like, <laughs> Daddy, you're gum. <laughs> it's just like it's so bad. It's kind of sad. But... Yeah, it's sad. Um, hey, do you think we're in trouble, Rob? Uh we live next door to um, like a den of twenty-year-old TikTok influencers, and <laughs> and um, and they um, they uh, they're having a huge party slash maybe video shoot right now. Moshe's like, it sounds like midsummer over there. Yeah, like all day they've been like chanting and screaming, and it's just like there's like uh, like gaffers and like a masked crew. There's and definitely huge lights. Yeah, like the. It, it, there's definitely a lot of activity going on like from the hole that i drilled in my office upstairs that allows me access to look into their yard or into their bedroom <laughs> um i was seeing a lot of activity do you think 20 year olds just don't care about covid basically because they're not gonna die and yeah. they know it yes i think so i think so i think we've gone from like the whatever the greatest generation was like people that fought in like world war ii where people were like really like all pulling together to like beat the nazis and now it's just like yeah yeah we'll just kill those people it's fine it's fine we'll just kill them all off it's it's totally fine i kind of like empathize with them though like it's not like the the generation that's at risk for this virus is like particularly uh a sympathetic group to these 20 year olds they're like disenfranchising them from voting they're setting up a world where the ice caps are melting and they're gonna have to swim through meltwater to get to the grocery store when they get to be 60 like maybe they're just like you know what we'll avoid our grandparents because we love them but we can't really be that plussed about a disease that fucks people up it's so hardcore like i don't know that they're giving it that much thought like i is the thing going on next to your house is it is it indoors at least or i mean is it outdoors at least or it's indoors seems like it's kind of like everywhere yeah it feels like i would call it like a uh do you ever see the movie house party starting kid and play <laughs> i've seen all of them yeah sure <laughs> it's got a, a vibe of that no but you know my cousin and my cousin in illinois just told me she went to a, a baby shower this weekend and Someone had it, so now everyone had at the baby shower had to get tested. And I asked her, I was like, "Did people wear masks at the baby shower?" And she's like, "No." And we were hugging. It was outside, but everyone was hugging. And I just think that people, you know, who who aren't like critical thinkers and like cynical, who don't like study the news, are just like, "Oh, if it's legal, then let's like not wear a mask now." And yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, also like you have to think that most people certainly of a of a certain age just don't watch the news so it doesn't seem you know and if there's not like clear messaging then it's just completely gobbledygook and and everything gets all you know you can so i can see how that would totally happen you know and i'm not defending those people i think they're fucking idiots but rob let me ask you how are we supposed to take care of our kids worry about our careers also decipher the news and and not like freak out like I, I don't and like still hold it together like i do you feel how are you holding yeah, it together like, like would you have any tips <laughs> well we I, I think that we have like um retreated into like our own tiny little world now we're like we know what we have to do and so now we're just like hunkered down and like we have our own little domestic weird situations like 
um, we have these neighbors who have become obsessed with us, like my wife and I, <laughs> and they're, they're trying to play it off because they have a daughter that's my daughter's age. So they bring their daughter, but clearly like, they're just, they're, they're like trying to like spend a lot of time with us and like texting us and like, I don't fucking know them, you know, but like <laughs> they'll, ha- they'll, they'll make cookies and like have their daughter come and they'll act like it's their daughter giving them to us. But then they look at us like, look what we made you, you know, like, I I don't know. So we're just dealing with our own domestic weirdness, like all sorts of like, you know, and like, don't you guys have like weird shit going on in your your neighborhood? No, our neighbors don't want to fuck us. No, (laughs) our neighbors aren't trying to seduce us. No, actually people are definitely, and listen, I would be open to, we, you know, we've talked about like, you know, maybe we invite them into our marriage for a week you know, <laughs> you, and you, see how it goes. You, po- you pod your marriage. You don't just pod, do a pod for the kids. I mean, do- it sounds perfect. Kids the same age. Actually, Rob, the yeah, truth but- is we do have our next door neighbors are awesome. And they did come over and ask us if we wanted to do karaoke. And they set up a karaoke thing in the street. This is not the TikTokers. No, our, not our 20-year-old. <laughs> No, but actually, the twenty-year-old and I uh, have like a DM correspondence going on, <laughs> but that's totally separate and not something I really want to talk about on the podcast. You wish, but um, but no, our our, our regular age neighbors, uh, they they set up a karaoke thing, and we we sang karaoke with wireless mics from across the street, and then of course, oh my god, it was really fun and sweet, and wouldn't you know, the some fucking dweeb dipshit in the. <laughs> house like in one of the apartment buildings so you don't know who it is it's not like it's 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 unclear well we don't know where where it is but uh, on next door started complaining like i'm trying to eat my dinner can't you do karaoke indoors it's like first of all there's a, <laughs> the whole it, there's a pandemic that's why this weird these societal norms are breaking down and we stopped he kind of he kind of ruined it that's so lame because like that reminded me of all those remember at the very beginning how they're all those like adorable videos coming out of like Italy and stuff where people were like playing tennis across the apartment, you know, on the balconies or whatever. And like flying drones over to like meet this girl. And then she flew her drone or, you know, like yeah. there are all these like beautiful little things and all that went out the, <laughs> out the window Don't... Like, after about like two months. Totally. And Don't... then you guys, <laughs> I, I feel like you guys were bringing it back. And then some fucking weirdo had to ruin it. Yeah, don't you feel like at the beginning, it was like all the people in your life that you loved and cared about were like FaceTiming you and doing like Zooms and just like checking in, how you doing? And then at about the three month mark, people are like, you know what? Fuck off. We don't need any help. We're just going (laughs) to shut everything down. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think that is one of the most fascinating things about all of this is that (laughs) that 180 of like... um, of like that, that beautiful, like sort of, um, you know, warm touch of humanity where like everyone was like, Hey, we're all in this together. Remember how like they made that imagine video and y- yes, yes. It Rob, was like, no, don't please, please don't. I care too much about your reputation to hear you say that that was cool. I, I can't have you no, do that. It wasn't cool. It definitely was not cool. It was not cool, but it didn't deserve to be like, Oh fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! Well, we are living in the most cynical time in history, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah. But like, if they if they made the Imagine video right now, I think people would be like, you know what? That's pretty. It's pretty good. Like maybe, <laughs> yeah. I, 
<laughs> hey, you know what? I'll sign on. You would do it. Would you have done it, Rob? We've asked people on this podcast before. Okay, you're the last person to get asked, right? Do, oh, do you have I the, think that do you have the presence of mind the, to smell oh. it and go, ooh, this is going to be, ooh, I got a bad feeling about this, or are you so blown away by the the list of people that has agreed to do it that you're like, uh, yeah, I will. You know what? I would um, the latter. I definitely would have said, who else is doing it? And Me then when too, they said, Rob. Like, Yes, of course. If they said, oh, it's like all these other people, I'd be like, oh, and you're asking me? Yes, I'm yeah. totally in. And the guilt if you uh, would I mean, say it's, no, because it's like coronavirus, you want to do something to help. Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman's yeah. on that? You're saying Wonder Woman? <laughs> Shit, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> they, they got Wonder Woman on that? <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I would luckily, I think I would be the one that they would have trimmed out of it. They would have been like, you know what? I don't think we need Rob Hubel in this. Let's just lose him for time. And it like probably would have saved me. I mean, the, the the reason people freaked out so hard about that was it was like, it was, I think it was just like, it felt like a bunch of Hollywood phonies who were tired of not mattering because they shut down production. And then they were like, well, maybe we could matter if we kind of jump into the social thing, but it was the most milquetoast version of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean... You know, um, where except do you stand Sarah Silverman? On the... Except Sarah Silverman, she's <laughs> she's legitimate and where... and, and good. <laughs> well, yeah, they're 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 all nice people, um, <laughs> no, but they. <laughs> I just happen to have only one actual friend in the in the video. So where do you, where do you stand on the I take responsibility one? No, would you have done? No. Would you have done that one? Of course not. No. <laughs> I mean, if they what if they what if they sweeten the pot and they said Moshe, for your shot we're gonna dolly in super slow we're gonna do a slow push in on you. You oh, so would have done it, Moshe. Oh, you're saying so the the actual cinematography of it makes it seem like they're very happy to have me, like I'm a big bonus to the video. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were gonna send like they were gonna send like a mask crew over to like light it and and lay some dolly track and make it look really dramatic what's funny about that is i would be by far by far the least famous person in the entire video so if there was a like extremely dramatic slow zoom on me it would actually be kind of a funny moment (laughs) they're like why 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 him why did he get the hero shot. I don't be understand. Like, be like, well, he paid. He paid for his own crew to come over <laughs> and lay down, lay down the track. I could get a crew. There's a crew literally working next door right now, catching COVID nineteen. Um. Oh my God. Well, Rob. Yeah, but that um, it is fascinating to me how quickly everyone, everyone dropped all of those like nice, beautiful things and like. You know, I, I don't think that. Do they still do the singing in New York at seven o'clock or the banging of pots and pans? Oh well, like so that? we used to do it every night at eight p.m. and it made me really happy just to have that. Like, and I would do a primal scream, and I started yeah. really kind of needing that. Well, and we, somebody on next door complained about her scream as well. Just <laughs> not even a joke. But also just having the drums. We've got kids' instruments, so just kind of really going for it. But then when Black Lives Matter happened, we kind of didn't really want to cheer for the police. 
Right, the essential workers chant. You had to kind of the essential workers. You had to like scream (laughs) and then go asterix, asterix. Yeah. And now we kind of don't do it, and I hate it. The neighborhood didn't really bounce back from it, but there is still one very uh, optimistic man with like a Matterhorn in our neighborhood who just blows it by himself now. But just because the neighborhood didn't bounce back doesn't mean we can't. Like I think I need some sort of like regularity in my days. But you know. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Have you guys, this is a, a little bit of a left turn, but have you guys had any sort of, um, I don't know how closely you pay attention to your own personal hygiene. Like I had a bit of a scare today where um, I looked in the mirror or I was, dri- I was driving and something kept bothering me. And I got home, I looked in the mirror and I had like, not I'm not exaggerating like a two and a half inch eyebrow hair <laughs> like it was just like a like a long long <laughs> eyebrow hair and I was mad at myself but I was also mad at my wife for like not mentioning that or not you know like like why wouldn't you you know like uh, we need to all be looking out for each other and it, it it, I don't know if you guys have, have dealt with any sort of personal hygiene things like that. For sure. No, I mean, when we stopped wearing full outfits every day, I think everything started to fall <laughs> apart. But I did have a very similar situation recently, but it was worse, Rob, because I'm working in a writer's room on Zoom right now, and I have I have one chest hair that's at the very top. It's like a collarbone hair that always grows out like a wizened sort of like a lucky a lucky Chinese wisdom hair. <laughs> But and, and and about once a quarter, I it you know kind of reaches my chin, and I realize that it's there, and I have to pluck it. But uh, I was in the on the Zoom, and I was absentmindedly like noticed it, and was like wrapping my finger around it to like uh, yank it out of my chest, and ew. then I realized there was like oh. ten. 10 millennials looking at me on a, on a Zoom writer's room. <laughs> so no, yeah, everything's bad. I don't shower. There must be. There must be a lot of that, like like people now not giving a fuck on Zoom and not realizing, oh, I just totally picked my nose or did you know something, you know, just because like at the beginning you were very aware of what you were doing on Zoom and now it's just like, oh, I don't care, I'm gonna go and and sit down on the toilet while I'm zooming with these people. <laughs> There's a lot of lying down going on, which is pretty wild. Oh, like really? at work, I'll look on people's on people's camera in their house and they'll be lying down i'm like god that's kind of cool there was another uh, uh, uh one of the writers in the room this was very funny we looked and she had like a a really nice background it looked like a sephora like a a, a booth at a at a convention and we're like where did that come from why are you all of a sudden looking like you're in a photo shoot background and she she folded the photo shoot background down and it was her apartment and it was like a like a me- like the messiest it was like a junkyard <laughs> and she's like this is what i'm hiding from everybody so you can create these kind of fake realities too where you just kind of look all buttoned that, up it, that is so great wow i'm fascinated by that because like all you see all these dum-dums on you know cable news shows and stuff and i feel like no one's quite cracked how to make their house look nice so the, the the fake background that sounds really appetizing yeah just get a big piece of cardboard you know below yeah i i'm i've become obsessed with what people are reading you know because everyone thinks they're so smart to put themselves in front of like a a big stack of books (laughs) and then the the whole interview you know with like dr whoever on cnn i'm just watching i'm just looking for like some sort of trashy book in the background or something 
you know, some sort of weird, you know, stack of like, you know, Hustler magazine from this, you know, the 80s <laughs> or something. I don't know. Wait, the news has people at their houses. I want everybody. To, uh, everybody's on watch, Zoom now. I should watch more TV because that sounds fascinating. Just to, just like, to be able to see oh, into see Anderson, would, Anderson would, Cooper's fuck lair. <laughs> yeah, you would love it, Natasha. It's so interesting because, like, you see, you'll see like Congress people, you know, talking on the news from their house, and you're like, "Oh, this guy doesn't make any money as a congressman." <laughs> like this, like he's got a futon. You can see he's got like a futon and like one of those like uh, one of those like torch lamps from you know Pier One that everyone had. You know, they're just like really bad like like uh, interior design choices. It's fascinating. All right. Well, speaking of things that we have all read, let's all do one book that we've read during quarantine, and then we'll take a couple calls. Um, oh, Natasha, you want to go first? Didn't you just finish a book you really liked? Well, uh, I, yes, but I think I already talked about it. The what did you tell Natasha? Came and she had a big announcement. She's like, "I have discovered, oh, I, I discovered the genre I, of book that I like." The dis- I discovered the genre of book that I like, and it's cli-fi. Cli-fi. Have you heard of this, Rob? And it's like science fiction, but it's no. climate fiction, and it's basically like science fiction about, but you know, like based in reality about like when uh, global warming happens. <laughs> it's very bleak. Um, but I, re- this sounds so stressful. I know. Maybe that's why I'm so stressed out. But I, I also feel like I want to like really study this from like every level and kind of go deep into what's the worst case scenario, because I don't really know how else to make good decisions for my family. Well, one thing that will help you, and, I, and I'm not trying to plug someone else's Netflix show, but I think Zach Efron has a, <laughs> uh, uh, a Netflix show where he takes off his shirt and goes to uh, different locations around the world and talks to different climate scientists and then also like parties and eats in good restaurants and stuff like that. You know, that. you're the second person in two days to recommend that show. And I just, even if it would make me feel more hopeful, I just feel like I refuse to get my optimism widget from Zac Efron. I just feel like I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. Well, I'd, I'd rather be depressed. To be, to be totally honest, I haven't seen the show. I've only watched the trailer. So why don't you just treat yourself to the trailer? Okay. Uh, well, and the yeah. other person that recommended the show had only seen the trailer. Okay. Well, sounds like a banger of a trailer. Um, I have. What have I read? I have read. Um, I started a book recently called The Overstory, which is um, this is very much not. Um, about the destruction of the world, or maybe it is because it's a it won the Pulitzer Prize, and it's a book about it's like a thousand page book about trees. But I read the first story; it's like separated into stories. It sounds like the most boring book that's ever been written, which is why I didn't get to it for a long time. But the first story was a story about a chestnut tree in the middle of uh, the country and the family that grew it and how it came to be, and it was bre- it was really beautiful. It was breathtaking. The overstory. Rob, what do you, what have you read? That's re- that's really great. Um, I read a book about the Disney princesses, <laughs> and I don't know if you're familiar, but there are several different princesses in the Disney world, and they all have their own backstory, and a lot of it is very sexist and and definitely underscores a lot of like gender stereotypes. Um, so you know, people say, "Oh, it sounds like that sounds like something that you'd be reading to your daughter." And that's, I, I do that. But then when I also read it for my own pleasure, um, you know, when I'm just like 
um, hanging out by myself, I'll just, you know, reach over and grab it because I like the sense of accomplishment that reading children's books gives me. Because <laughs> you can finish it. it. Like, <laughs> oh, I can crank through one and like, I mean, I'm not trying to brag, but like I can read a Disney, like a child's book in like under 10 minutes. Wow, like, wow, easily, wow, wow. Just like, you know, and um, so, so yeah, I've been reading tons of books about Disney princesses. Um, and if you have any questions about any of the princesses, you, you can ask me because okay. I'll be able to answer it. Great. Um, Cinderella, what's, uh, what's, how did things work out for her? Uh, it worked out great, but um, she, had, um, she had a fairy godmother that sort of like, it was really sort of handled through magic. Like that's the unfortunate thing about a lot of these stories is that in a lot of the stories, it's not the characters learning and growing themselves. It's fixed through magic. And I don't like that. So I did email the Disney Corporation <laughs> the, and the theme, and also the theme park to complain. But I haven't heard huh. I haven't heard back yet. So I don't know what the deal is. Well, I'll the, tell you. The I'm, theme park's opening, so you could go there. And yeah, you could just go them. and talk to Mickey in person. You know, lodge a complaint. That's a good idea. I could just drive over there it's not that far um i will say this i think that my daughter is maybe an ally um in the fight against global systemic racism though she only is two because she does not like uh sleeping beauty cinderella any of any of that but she loves coco and moana and i'm like oh shit she's an activist that's great that is great you guys i will say you guys did me the biggest favor by turning me on to Coco, uh, that was it. It is by far our daughter's favorite thing ever, ever, ever. Oh, I love good! It. Um, it's so oh, good. She loves it. Yeah, it's actually become a problem because oh, because you're a hardcore I, Trumper, right? And you're upset about the I'm themes. A huge. Yeah, I'm upset about it because we got to get Trump uh, reelected. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, do you guys do this? Do you do voices for your kid? Like I made the mistake of doing the voice of Ernesto de la Cruz, like you know, the main <laughs> bad guy. Yes, I have done. So, I have done that very voice. Yeah. And so I talk like Ernesto de la Cruz, like all the time. And so my daughter is no longer interested in me. She always says, talk like Ernesto, talk like Ernesto. Oh yeah. And if I'm not talking like Ernesto. It's like, <laughs> it's, so it's like a problem. It'll be a, a bigger yeah. problem. If you fuck around and talk like Ernesto de la Cruz in the wrong Los Angeles neighborhood and people think you're doing like a racist accent. So be careful. Oh, absolutely. Be absolutely. Careful. I should probably, I, yeah, I should not be doing like, I mean, you know, I, I try to not make it, um, you know, uh, uh, controversial at all. Um, but, but yes, good, good point. I well, feel like you're good at that, Moshe. You're like, we're not doing that right now. Because she'll be like, Daddy, be a lion. Daddy, be Moses. Yeah, she wants which, me to which, be Moses, which is more appropriate, though. But it's always you screaming. That's what she right. wants. And he doesn't want to always do it. So it's like... I do Moses, though. I'll come in and I'll say, let my people go. <laughs> you know, like the classic kind of Moses voice. Well... <laughs> I love, I love that you are working in Moses into the repertoire of children's characters. Well, we watched we because Passover was during the quarantine, and because she's so young, we watched the, the Prince of Egypt, and she got really into Moses and his hat. And so sometimes I'll come in and I'll be wearing a pharaoh, a, a towel like a pharaoh, and I'll scream, "Let my people go!" I mean, she's so Rob. She's so young. She just like doesn't understand that Moses didn't wear a pharaoh's hat. It's like that's the pharaoh 
These are that's the, the that's that's not the, the the protagonist. It's the antagonist. She's so dumb in some ways, but anyway, she's sweet and we love her. And well, what are you going to do? We got to take some calls. Okay, let's take some calls. <laughs> All right, let's take some calls. Okay, now we're going to call Deanna in Las Vegas. Love Las Vegas. What a town. It's fully open. Is it really? Yes, fully open. Casinos are back. Wow. They they got up there with phase one. (laughs) Yeah, if they were phase (laughs) negative one. Hello? Hey, Deanna? Uh Uh-huh. Hey, it's Natasha Legero and Moshe Kasher and our friend Rob Hubel. Hi, how are you guys? Oh, we're great. Did we catch you at a bad time? You <laughs> seem kind of curt. <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. How's, how's it going? Is, it, is this a good time to talk? Oh, yeah. Okay. Are you in the casino? <laughs> oh, no, but a lot of idiots are. <laughs> <laughs> but what's that, that's nothing new. I mean, that didn't change just because I opened during quarantine. Yeah, I know a lot of people. I guess can't you know can't what? wait because the habit is just too strong. <laughs> hey, when you want when you want to play plinko, you can't wait. I wonder if the recycled air helps though. It does not help. It does the opposite. No, I mean of like you know how they like pump in no, oxygen. No, the opposite. The opposite. Oh. Literally, there was an outbreak of Legionnaire's disease in the '60s, and it was traced back to casinos and their recycled airs. So no, oh. it doesn't help. Deanne. Deanna, Deanna, like Deanna yeah. Troy, like Deanna Troy. Why? Deanna, yeah. Uh, Why did you contact us? So, um, I guess I, I wanted to have a conversation with my boyfriend, and um, I wanted to run the situation by you guys and see if maybe um, you guys had a good idea of how to how to start that conversation. Um, so I've been um, dating my boyfriend for almost a year now, and we have not had sex. Um. At first, I was okay with it because I was okay with things going slow just because my past relationships being not so great. Um, for the past year, we've gotten to know each other. Um, he's a great guy. We have a lot, a lot of things in common, but um, as great as all those things are, you, and you, both love, they are you both love musical theater and pastels? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he we a like virgin? Not having sex. I don't know. You've um, never you asked don't know. Him? Well, so he's he's been in past relationships before, right? He's and been in relationships. He's, he's talked about he's talked about like having sex with other people, but it's like I don't know. I I don't want to be like. So are you lying? Because I mean, it's been a whole year and we haven't like. I mean, we've done other stuff. We just haven't actually had sex. And um, now I feel like it's been like so long that I don't even know how to bring bring it up or how to like have that conversation because I know we have it right because as great as all those things are like I need to get paid <laughs> you know is, is he is, <laughs> is he Christian <laughs> no he's not Christian no I don't think it's a religious thing at all like I don't know I could tell that he gets like super nervous um you know like when we are like messing around and stuff and um, but it's never like leads to actually having sex. Okay, I have a I have um, a graphic question. Okay, do you have? I or- have several graphic <laughs> questions. <laughs> okay, <laughs> do you have orgasms? Would yeah. You, 
What in what way are you asking that question? Like like will he lick her pussy? I don't oh, know. Oh, like from him. Does yeah, he give like, you orgasms? Yeah. He Got just it. he just isn't into the penetration part of it. Yeah. But so, we just don't yeah, actually like it doesn't stick it in. <laughs> and stick and it in. you've never like asked him before, <laughs> like, oh, maybe it's time that we finally have sex? No, because I don't even know how to like bring it up. So one time I got like we got I got super drunk and I don't remember, but he said that I told him that I wanted him to come to my office and like fuck me away, like after he picked me up from work. <laughs> so um, he he's told like, me, he's like, I can pick you up, but that's about it. Yeah, so he <laughs> I'm, told, yeah, I'm happy so to he, be a driver. <laughs> <laughs> so he told me, so he told me that, and then like um, I don't know, maybe a month later, um, we were actually gonna go to dinner, and he went to pick me up from work and. Um, he came inside because um, I was like walking up and getting my shit, and um, I was like, "Well, this is like the perfect time. Like, literally, nobody's in the office. Like, I told you what I wanted, and it just didn't happen. And I feel like we've gone on like vacations together, um, you know. Because part of it, I was like, well, maybe it's because my roommate, you know, and we like share a wall, and he just, I don't know. Like, I try to rationalize and have made probably so many excuses for him." Um, but I just, I don't know. I just feel kind of stuck. Rob. Well, can I, can, yeah, Go. thank you. Um, <laughs> do you, um, I mean, could it be like an STD thing, like a herpes thing? And he's like, you know, and like, uh, or, or, or maybe he's like super in love with you and he's like, I don't want to, but, but, but here's where I'm, what I'm eventually going to say is it's like, either herpes like or a, love, I guess is Rob's point. <laughs> which, which, they're both pretty much the same thing. It's so true. But, um, <laughs> but it also seems like just a real easy question to me. I'm not sure I understand your apprehension. Like if someone, if I were getting gone down on by someone and it was time to fuck, like, it seems like an easy sort of segue to say, Hey, let's fuck. You know, like I want to get fucked right now, and, right. and not in not in a um, in a in a way that would be off putting to him, but like you know, it would at least uh, start the conversation. You know, um, and I, I guess I'm trying, having a hard time understanding why you're having a hard time just asking that question. Well, it, and the thing is, I think it's a couple of things. One, because I never thought I'd have to actually tell somebody like, "Hey, like, fuck me, have sex with me." <laughs> and two, it's like Pride. I can tell that he gets like super nervous and like just like really awkward and like I don't want to to make it worse and then like you know put that pressure on him like I don't want to make him feel uncomfortable right it, it's like I'm trying to be like considerate considerate about his feelings but like okay yeah. I have a few questions um, okay this is really hard uh yeah well I, I have a well. How old is he and how old are you? I'm 29. He's 30. He's 30 years old. Okay, that's not mm-hmm. that's not not what I wanted. I wanted him to be like 19. But okay, <laughs> I know what when you guys are having when you guys are hooking up. Like, is this no judgment here? But like, is it hot? Is he re- like really into it, or is it like weird? I mean, yeah, no, like it, it is, and the thing is, like. Okay, <laughs> so, like, he's told me things that, like, he's into, right? Like, totally, like, and she's choking and, like, hitting me and shit like that. And, like, <laughs> wait, 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 He's into choking and hitting? Is that what you said? And, like, and, and that's, yeah, like, he, like, he's, like, it's, like, super, like, aggressive, right? But not, like, 
I'm scared for my life. Like, no, 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 no. Hot, I'm not. No, no, no. Right? I, I get it. He's kinky, but that doesn't yeah. that doesn't jibe with the whole <laughs> I'm kinky. I know. But I'm nervous. I know. And like, and we went. We actually like, um, you know, went away together before this whole COVID thing. And like, I um, was putting his stuff away because I had uh, we needed to get out of the room. Um, we had woken up late, and then I put some of his stuff in his um, suitcase and he had like brought like handcuffs and stuff with him and like <laughs> Deanna, Deanna. <laughs> I'm scared he's now a he's a he's cop, a cop. <laughs> I think cops have sex I'm pretty sure um <laughs> This is a real tangled web here. I, I I like what Rob said though. It's like communication, like, and maybe it's not in the moment if he's too nervous. Maybe I, it's out in the, the moment. The thing, like, I know, I know that I need to communicate with him, right? And I know that I need to have that conversation, but I don't necessarily feel like in that moment is the best time because, like I said, I already feel like he's so like, I don't know, like. I mean, can I? Can I ask something that uh, uh, at the risk of offending you? And um, would he w- think that you have had more experience than he has had, and that you might be? Um, I mean, not. Yeah. I, it doesn't sound like it if if he's got handcuffs and stuff. But like, well, well, that's the thing, and I don't know. Like, part of me is like, okay, well, maybe it's just like something he's wanting to do and but never has. This right? is like such a but female like- point of view. Like you're you're so worried about his thoughts and his if, if he's gonna be okay and you have to protect him and he's so he's so like nervous and and and, and he gets all giddy and, and, and frustrated and you don't want to hurt his feelings and what about your feelings? Like, you know, it just feels like you need to get fucked. Yeah. That is I not know. a f- I is that a feeling? I, <laughs> I need to get fucked. I guess it is. I just think that like I bet he's do you think he's thinking about you as much as you're obsessing over like what could be his problem? I mean, he must be thinking about it constantly. He's been. Are you guys exclusive? Yeah. Wait, yeah. why? That was a very long pause. <laughs> well, no, the no, pandemic. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen him for two months. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, I I think. I, yes, Rob. Well, I just was gonna underscore Natasha's point. I, I I think Natasha hit it right on the head. You sound like a smart person. And I think you just need to stand up for what you, what you want and what uh, you know where you want things to go. And I think we're beyond the point in society and in your relationship where you need to like worry about hurting his feelings. You know, like I think you should just say. And I think that's a really easy question to you know a thing to bring up. I, um, I, I I just wouldn't see that backfiring on you. Just saying like, hey, you know, like. I would really love to have sex. Like, I think that would be really fun, and you seem like you'd be good at it, you know? <laughs> you and fucking, <laughs> you fucking what? Like, you should you w- say you seem like you'd be good at it. <laughs> I do like the idea of it backfiring on her, though. Are you fucking serious, Deanna? You want me to fuck you? Are you fucking out of your mind? It's only been a year. What if he... What- what if he was literally like, wait, what? It goes where? What? All I know is choking and handcuffs. I had no idea, Deanna, honestly. And the truth is, if he does act like a dick or weird, uh, it's like it's not a sustainable relationship. So Absolutely. it's good to find this if, out. If you say I want to have sex and anything but oh, that sounds great, then it is time to get out of this relationship yeah no i know especially like he has like all these conversations with me about like you know i want you to like meet my mom and i'm like 
you're talking about meeting your mom, but we haven't even had sex. Like I, we're kind of missing some stuff yet, right? Next time he says, "Do you want? I want you to meet my mom." You should say, "Do you know how your mo- your mom came to be your mom?" I want to do that. <laughs> I actually think okay. I have, I have some thoughts here. I've known a couple in my life of uh, long uh, late virgins, and one thing I've noticed about the late virgin is that first they 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 want to be a virgin for you know whatever reason they want to be a virgin for, but then they 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 stay a virgin because they're afraid to to lose their virginity. Like it becomes this bigger and bigger kind of like specter in their psychology that they are like mm-hmm. oh i don't know how to lose my virgin. it stops even being about having sex it becomes about losing their virginity and whether this guy's a virgin or not that's what this has become it's become like bigger than just having sex with you and now it's i haven't had sex with you for a for a year and that's weird and so now in to do it is weird and to not do it is weird and and he's trapped and you're trapped and you're all paralyzed so i kind of like rob's idea of a two-tiered rollout of this conversation. <laughs> the first tier is the next time you guys hook up, you very casually say, oh, I want to have sex. And if that's weird... What if his knees are knocking because he's so nervous and <laughs> poor, scared? Poor fella. <laughs> but if that's weird, you know, just very casually, like, oh, you don't want to get is fucked right now. And if, if he does anything but just go, hell yeah, and fuck you, then tier two is at a time when you're not hooking up, you sit down and say, you know, the other day, and it's been a year, and we should talk about this. Why do you think we haven't had sex yet? And then after tier two... Or no, maybe just say, I'd like to have sex with you. Yeah. You don't have to say, you don't have to pose it as a problem. That's if you nice. Say, I like that. Why do you, why do you think no, you're we right. haven't had sex? You're right, Natasha. Okay. That's good. That's good. So if there's any weirdness after tier two, then head for the hills. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, honey. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Okay, roll the dice. Do it Vegas style. <laughs> okay. Good luck. You're Good welcome. Luck. Thanks. Thanks. That is- there are so many guys listening to this podcast right now going, what's her fucking number? <laughs> <laughs> I like choking, too. That is so bizarre. A year in, you're a f- sexual freak. I I think you're right, though, that, that um, it's now, he probably really does like love her and and he's imagined this like really romantic night and all of this stuff and it's just been built up and built up and now he you know at a certain point you just have to like fuck it let's just fuck in the garage who cares absolutely either that or he's like there's something deeper going on here yeah and she needs to find somebody else i I would vote for that it could be Hey, Rob, another thing we do on this podcast is we play the deep, dark secrets of our listeners who have anonymously left them on a hotline. So you want to, well, let's play a few and we can riff on them. Great. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. I am calling for the secrets hotline. Um, I wanted to let you know about my threesome experience. Uh It's really embarrassing, but before I had a threesome, I was sleeping with a guy that had a really big dick. And when I got into the threesome uh, moment, I ended up queefing the entire time. And it was really embarrassing. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. But I am now telling you that 
my threesome experience was entirely queefing and that's all I remember because it was one of the I guess highlights of it but I was the one keeping it all going and it was ironic that I was the worst <laughs> part about it probably thanks <laughs> wait is it because the guy's dick was guys, so big guys I might need to queefing. jump off the podcast because I think that was my wife <laughs> It is pretty specific that you couldn't you couldn't really mix up what was going on. Were you the guy with, I mean, the, with the big dick or the cuck yeah, that was one? Yeah, my, my dick was so big. Uh, now, uh, I guess she's just queefing when she fucks guys with small dicks. Oh, man. Oh, I wonder if that's what that it is, was, Rob. I wonder if that's what it is. is that the, the big dick guy went first. Everything was fine. Then the little dick guy jumped in, and it was just like so much air left over that it was just queef city. Yeah, that was I, that that voicemail. I want to be my outgoing message <laughs> on my phone. She was so like kind of disheartened by the whole thing. Like she was sharing it with us. You <laughs> yeah. can tell it's like she thinks of it every like four or five days or something is like this like blot in her life. Blot, ironically, what, is onomatopoeia for what happened during that threesome. <laughs> was it that the guy who? Was it was she with two guys and the That's first it. guy had a big dick and the second okay or or was it that her previous boyfriend had a big dick? It doesn't matter, I guess. What we know what happened. Oh right, what was um, she saying? Was the big dick causing it, or was it that she, she was suggesting her big dick lover had created of an error? <laughs> I could see the big dick that, causing that, it permanently. No, yeah. like while you're fucking two guys. That's why they say no threesomes within a year of childbirth, because it'll just be Queef City. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all the hospitals tell you that. As soon as you leave the hospital with your baby, they love to tell you that. Hey, they say, last thing, guys, no threesomes. Yeah, they say, do you have a car seat? Is it uh, is it latched down? Great. Also, before you go, no threesomes just for a year. Okay, have fun. Okay, let's hear another one. <laughs> I do love the idea of your biggest sexual fantasy finally coming true and your body just betraying you. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, no, stop. This is supposed to be hot. All right, let's that play it. So though. awesome. So, so wait, I have a question. So, uh, just because I don't know the format, do we now address that? Do we solve that problem, or do we just enjoy that? <laughs> we just enjoy it, make fun of it, and you use you, it as your outgoing message. Yeah, and, and you talk to your wife <laughs> okay, about okay. about calling podcasts with your secrets. <laughs> that's, that's all we do. Let's play another. Hi, so my secret is that uh, my friend's baby daddy and I hooked up like way before they were a thing, Um, and it's really petty, but she loved to make comments about my weight and everything, but little does she know that her baby daddy's still sending me dick pics and wanting more. All right, that felt good. Thanks. Bye. Every, wow. every every player in this drama is an asshole. <laughs> There's a certain tone of voice in a woman too, where you can just tell she like parties and like does oh, yeah. shit she's not supposed to. Absolutely. Do. <laughs> I feel like she wanted to go on longer to try to like let those people like in the hopes that they also listen to the podcast so that <laughs> they would also figure it out. You know, like. 
That was she's like that I'm was like I'm really a, vindictive. I'm a dirty blonde in the Phoenix, Arizona area. <laughs> I've got a tattoo of a butterfly on my left earlobe. Like, okay, we know who you are. Haley. I, I want to know though, Haley. Yeah. Do you? Or, oh, her name's not Haley. No, <laughs> I want to know, know if she responds to her friends, babies, fathers, dick pics. I, I would say a hundred percent. Oh, yes. you think she does? Absolutely. What she's just passively receiving them year, pick after pick. This right. whole this whole friendship circle needs to disband immediately. Yeah, they're fucking. They're not even friends. So, I mean, <laughs> she's right. making the, 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 the woman. The other woman is making comments about her weight. She's looking at Come her man, her baby daddy's dick. Her baby daddy is sending dick pics. This whole thing is what a. This is Shakespearean. If Shakespeare by the, ate paint chips by the time. By the time this podcast airs, there will have been a picnic somewhere where it escalated to like, oh, yeah, you think I'm fat? Does, does this dick think I'm fat? Look at this dick right here. <laughs> and she's like, wait a minute. That dick has a butterfly tattoo as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's play another. Hey, Natasha and Bosha. Uh I'm in customer service, and my secret is that my, my job is nothing important. It doesn't involve technology or saving your life. It's not of any importance, so there's no reason for people to be awful to me, yet they still are. When I have a particularly heinous customer who says something terrible, unprovoked, I write their phone number down, and then I wait four weeks, and then I post them out on Craigslist for a free car with their phone number as the only contact. <laughs> uh, I only reserve this for particularly horrible people. I wait four weeks, so it can't be tied back to my company, and... Uh, this, I feel like Arya from Game of Thrones a little bit. This is my hit list, I guess. And I know it won't get anybody to change their attitude or the way they treat other people, but it does cause inconvenience, just like their call caused me inconvenience. So I feel a little better. Anyway, you guys are awesome. Bye. Man, that <laughs> explains a lot of phone calls that I'm getting. <laughs> I hear that you have I mean, a larger-than-average like dick and a free car. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, at the point where I'm writing in my diary someone's phone number to call Craigslist, like I can't imagine getting it up to still do that in I, four weeks. I fucking love this. I, I, I'm that is awesome. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I, 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 when I was listening to that secret, I was thinking to myself, I know four or five people who I want to do this to. I've been looking for harm-free forms of revenge for a long time. Mm. There's a few people that I want to do it to. And our listeners to this podcast can probably guess at least one of the people I'd like to do it to. And I, this is a good one. Just just an afternoon of nonstop phone calls, people asking you if the free car is still available. I love this. How long do you think it would take for that? Like, like So talk me through that prank. Is it just a day or is, do you have to change your phone number? I think I don't know and I don't care. I want them. I want them to have that pain i hear you i like this i'm gonna do this <laughs> this is great yeah that's pretty it's pretty in, i was inspired by that secret that's yeah. a really great one I, I would i i can think of other yeah more uh more evil ways to take that for sure um but um she sounds like a very nice person doing like a, a pretty harmless little prank uh after getting shit on at her job i, I love I feel this. like we don't have enough information but okay you guys yeah, I mean, we don't have enough information. <laughs> I mean, Rob decided what gender that caller was. I, I couldn't tell, and I don't care. I'm taking that person's idea, and I'm doing it. Okay, let's take one more. Okay, Rob, you up for one more? 
Of course. All right. Hi, guys. I love your show. Um, so my secret, I've never told anybody, and it's kind of disgusting, but I think it's funny. Um, so when I was 18, I broke up with my first love and immediately got into another relationship. Um, and the new boyfriend turned out to be really abusive. So I couldn't retaliate directly and I wasn't like strong enough to leave the abusive relationship. So what I would do is I would go and I would have sex with my ex, let him come in me, and then immediately go to the new boyfriend, the abusive one, and we would have sex, but he would always eat me out first. So um, he basically oh my God. would eat my ex's cum, and that was my way of retaliating. So, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> All right, bye. This woman is my, she is my hero. I I was inspired by that, guys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That woman is totally my hero. This is, Natasha, that's your Craigslist ad? That's beautiful. Yeah, she is a hero because that's risky. You're in a a relationship with an abusive man. And the way you take revenge is to have him eat your boyfriend's cum in the hopes that he doesn't notice that you're... You taste a little bit like a man's ejaculate. I mean, God, what if that had backfired? What if? I mean, good she's thing. risking her life to fuck with that guy. Totally. I mean, the guy. Thankfully, the ex must have had a smaller than average dick because if it had been the big dick guy from the threesome, it would have just been a full-on money shot, and that guy would have known exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the abusive guy with a small dick is like, why are you queefing so much? (laughs) Man, Um, that is incredible. That is the most graphic, (laughs) like, like sought out, like exacting revenge I've ever heard for someone that deserves it. Like, I mean, that is really something out of a movie that's amazing well it's interesting rob we've been talking about this like a lot of the secrets are revenge a lot of them and like i don't know that i have that streak i do for sure i also think it would be funny oh do you do you rob oh yeah 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 (laughs) i am big on revenge i am big on revenge for real um what well i mean i haven't had to in a long time but uh, uh, can I give you one quick story? Yes. You can give us as many as you want. Okay. When I was in college, you guys know me and you know how pale I am, right? I'm like the palest person in the whole world. <laughs> we always say that about you. <laughs> I haven't thought of this story in 20 years and I'm so excited to tell it. Um, when I was in college, I was the, the palest, and I still am, the palest person but it was before I knew that I couldn't get tan. So, um, so one day in college, I was, I decided to lay out like in front of my dorm, like, you know, on a beach towel and like try to get tan. Um, and the guys in my dorm thought it would be funny. Uh, this one guy in particular, uh, he got a trash bag and he filled it up with water and he dropped it out of the window from like three stories up. And it hit me so hard and like exploded like it was a direct hit from like four <laughs> floors up is this it was porky's? amazing <laughs> yeah I, I yes i went to porky's university <laughs> and and um so i was 
furious. I was so mad and so sunburned <laughs> that I I got up and um, I figured I went and found out who did it. It was this guy on my floor, and I went downtown to this to the hair like to the this hair place where I got my hair cut, and I said, um, "Can you guys give me all the hair from today?" <laughs> and they said, um, "Sure." So they gave me. All of the hair from the day of haircuts. And I went, then I went to back to my dorm and I went to um, like the housing department and I told them that I had locked myself out of my room and I gave them like the wrong room number. So they gave me a key to this other kid's room to get into my room. And so I waited till he was gone. So I had the key to his room. I waited till he was gone. And I went in his room and I put hair, like six inches of hair, all in his bed, and pulled the sheets up. And I turned the and I turned the fan on. He had a fan, and so I turned the fan on, and so the hair just blew all over his room. That is, and it was like the best best revenge I've ever gotten. Oh man, that is. Did beautiful. you ever hear from him, like how how it went, or that that the rumor that that happened to someone, and you had to like keep it to yourself? No, it, it yeah, it got out of control. Like he didn't he didn't go get into his bed until like that night, and I got a call at like eleven o'clock that night, and he was and it was, I picked up the phone, I go hello, and it was just you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your mind, Rob. I know that you're a good improviser, but. To to get a water a trash bag of water splushed on you and to think, okay, I'm gonna need 24 hours worth of hair first and foremost. Let me drive to the salon. That's my first stop. It's so good. What inspired well, I, you? Also, what kind of fucking hair salon gives out bags of hair? <laughs> they didn't have any follow up questions. <laughs> yeah. To shirtless, sunburned kids. Uh, can I have all the hair from today? Oh, yeah, sure. Marty, we got another kid that wants the hair. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I that, love that it. Is, did he ever take revenge on you? Um, well, yeah, it turns out he was, uh, I mean, it's kind of a graphic story, but he was fucking my girlfriend. And the next time I went out and went down on her, I was eating his jizz. <laughs> Okay, with a perfect, you know, they say that revenge is a dish best served cold, so that's perfect. On that lady's note, by the way, it would be terrible if it backfired on her, and every time she did that trick, she was just, he's just like, I don't know what it is, honey, but every so often, your pussy tastes delicious. <laughs> Man. Oh, boy, that what a graphic. Is, her her yeah, her story is incredible. Truly, truly a hero. So are you. You're a hero, Rob. What a great I love story. The, I will always think of the hair story now every time I see you. I love that. <laughs> oh, man. That was fantastic. Don't fuck with me, guys. Do not fuck with me. Um, Rob, we love you. You're. I think you I might be you. one of my top comedic actors. You're so funny in everything you do. Oh, yeah. You are very talented. Uh, thank you, guys. I'm such a fan of uh, your daughter also. I like you guys okay, but I really like your daughter. We She's like so your, we I like your daughter too. I want these kids to play. I know. So I know. Sad. I know. I want them to do gymnastics again. Right. Our kids were in gymnastics together and it was about the cutest. It's like, it's not only the cutest thing in the world, but it's about the last thing that will ever return, I feel like. <laughs> it's just like jumping I in know. errant piles of foam just feels like <laughs> we're not... With like sweaty other guys. Yeah, it's just like we're not there yet. <laughs>
I know I, those poor people, like, I'm sure they're going to go out of business. Like, you know, like, how could you ever like, yeah, we need a bunch of sweaty kids oh, <laughs> jumping into a ball pit. Absolutely. To oh, maintain no. our 6,000 square foot facility. It just feels like they're doomed. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Well, also, I'm curious, how, how is your child? Like, do you feel like you have to explain anything or you, does she think nothing's wrong? Nothing's changed. You know what? We told her um, we put it uh, we we told her that um everyone has a cold right now and so a lot of places are closed (laughs) she's like does everybody still have a cold and we're like yeah everybody's got a cold right now dude when she gets so she just thinks this is gonna backfire so spectacularly when she's like 18 and it's like pathologically terrified of catching a cold and all of her friends are like why are you so afraid of colds like they're not that big of a deal so like once in a while they shut down all of society I know. I know. I just It's so hard to like explain to a little kid. It's like, yes, there's a terrifying uh, virus going around that's very easily spread, and I could die from it if I get it, no. and so could you. Yeah, <laughs> Good night. Uh, it's so scary. That's why I don't even try with our kid. I just tell her about police brutality, and like, I just focus <laughs> on that. It's so much easier. Easier to understand. So much easier. Um, well, thank you, Rob, so much, and we hope to see you soon. And thank you for being on our podcast. Yeah, you were spending awesome. Time talking. Thanks so much, guys, for having me. I I really appreciate it. It's, so, it's such a good uh, it's such a good time to hang out with you guys, and I miss seeing you guys. Same here. We had so much fun in Telluride too. I just want to hang out again. I know. But we'll do it someday soon. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Bye, Rob. That was a great app. You know, we went a lot of different places. We got to hang with a friend. We got to get, have some laughs. We got to talk about systemic racism, public shaming. We got to figure it all out. And you know what I figured out at the end? Right, especially when I heard that secret about the other guy's jizz. <laughs> you know what I thought to myself? What? I love you. Oh, I love you too. I wouldn't do that to you either. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. 